Well, hello, it's me again. This is Ray Martinez, and our special podcast today is called Intentional Leadership. Now, this comes from Chapter 9 in my book that's coming out very soon, and it's called Are You Leading? In fact, you can already get the book on Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com. Intentional leadership is a philosophy that emphasizes purposeful action, clarity of vision, and a commitment to personal and organizational growth. It is characterized by a deep understanding of yourself, a clear vision of the future, and a focus on building strong, positive relationships with others. Intentional leadership requires a deliberate and a thoughtful approach to decision-making, communication, and personal development. Now, I would suggest that implementing this intentional leadership in your business requires a commitment to personal growth and expansion. The following steps, I think, can help you become an intentional leader. Step number one, develop a clear vision of your personal and organizational goals. And this includes identifying your values, your strengths, and your weaknesses, as well as setting a clear objectives for yourself and your team. Identifying your values, your strengths, and weaknesses, and setting these clear objectives for yourself and your team is an important step in becoming an intentional leader. I'll share with you some processes you can use to identify these aspects about yourself. Look at the values. To identify your values, start by reflecting on what is most important to you in life. What motivates you? What gives you a sense of purpose? Make a list of your top values and prioritize them. Then think about how these values can be incorporated into your work and leadership style. And this would be something you want to do daily. Strengths and weaknesses is another point to look at. I would suggest to identify your strengths Start by taking a personality test, like the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator or the Strengths Finder Assessment. Additionally, ask colleagues, friends, and family members for feedback on what they see as your strengths. Once you have identified your strengths, think about how you can leverage them in your leadership role. Make sure you have colleagues and friends that are honest with you. An old proverb says, Iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. When it comes to identifying your weaknesses, develop a plan to address them and seek out resources or support to help you develop in these areas. It does no good to know what your weaknesses are and you don't do anything about them. Overall, this process really is important because it helps you set clear objectives that require reflection self-awareness, and a willingness to seek out the feedback and support from others. By taking the time to assess yourself and your team, you can become a more intentional and effective leader. Here's step two. Build strong, positive relationships with your coworkers and business partners. This involves active listening, empathy, and open communication. Having the attitude, it's my way or no way, It's not going to work. It's just going to create conflict, and you'll find yourself in a lot of arguments. Step three, foster a culture of learning and growing with your organization. Encourage your team members to take risks, learn from failures, and seek out new opportunities for personal and professional development. Developing a culture of learning and growth within the organization is essential for promoting personal and professional development among team members. 
foster an environment where learning is valued and encouraged and where team members feel comfortable seeking out new opportunities for growth and development. Here are some other suggestions. Encourage ongoing education and training, providing opportunities for employees to attend conferences, workshops, and training sessions to develop new skills and knowledge. It's not just for you, it's for them as well. Foster an environment of experimentation. Encourage team members to take risks and try out new ideas, even if they might fail. Celebrate these failures as an opportunity for growth and learning. Provide regular feedback. Give feedback to team members on their strengths and weaknesses and provide opportunities for them to give feedback to you. Receiving credible feedback from team members requires creating a culture of open communication, active listening, and trust. Leaders should encourage their team members to share their thoughts and opinions freely without fear of negative consequences. It's important to actively listen to what team members have to say, acknowledge their perspectives, and ask follow-up questions for clarifications. I can't emphasize that enough. Ask questions. Leaders should also be willing to receive feedback without becoming defensive or dismissive. Additionally, it's important to follow up on the feedback received, taking action to address any concerns or suggestions. By creating a culture of open communication, leaders can receive credible feedback that can help drive positive change and growth within the team and the organization. Recognize and reward learning and growth. Celebrate success and recognize team members who are taking risks and seeking out new opportunities for growth and development. Promote a culture of collaboration. Encourage teamwork and collaboration to help team members learn from each other and share knowledge and skills. Create a safe space for learning. Provide a supportive environment which team members feel comfortable sharing their ideas, asking questions, and taking risks without fear of judgment or retribution or someone making fun of them. Lead by example. As a leader, model a growth mindset by taking risks, seeking out new opportunities for learning, and being open to feedback and development. To encourage team members to take risks and seek out new opportunities for learning from failures, consider the following methods. Encourage experimentation, as we kind of mentioned before. Provide opportunities for team members to try new approaches and ideas, even if they might fail. Provide support. Offer resources and support to help the team member learn from their failures and develop new skills. Encourage self-reflection. This is really valuable. Encourage team members to reflect on their failures and identify areas for improvement. Overall, developing a culture of learning and growth requires a commitment to ongoing education, experimentation, the feedback, and collaboration. By promoting a growth mindset, and providing opportunities for learning and development, you can create a culture of continuous improvement and innovation. Here's step four. Practice self-reflection and self-awareness. Regularly assess your own performance and seek out feedback from others to identify areas for improvement. We said this previously as well, but I can't emphasize it enough. This is essential for personal and professional development. Here are some methods for achieving this goal. Journaling. Take time each day to reflect on your thoughts and emotions. Write them down in a journal. 
This can help identify patterns in your behavior and thought process. I know this takes time, and time is money, they like to say, but this will make you money if you learn how to journal and reflect. Mindfulness. Practice mindfulness meditation or other mindfulness techniques to increase your awareness of the present moment and your thoughts and feelings. Yoga is certainly a good method, but sometimes being alone and quiet can help you listen to yourself. And that's really important, how to get quiet. Self-assessment tools. Use self-assessment tools like personality tests or emotional intelligence assessments to gain insight into your strengths and areas of improvement. I'll re-emphasize again, seek feedback. Ask colleagues, friends, and family members for the feedback. Even though it may be difficult, even feedback that is harsh and mean-spirited can offer valuable insights. These negative comments can contain small but important takeaways that you can learn from, especially when they come from people who are angry or don't like you. There's something satisfying about receiving an unintentional, valuable feedback from those who don't have a favorable opinion of you. It's okay. You can learn from everybody. To assess your own performance, consider the following methodology. Set clear goals. Identify your goals and objectives for your job, your role, and create a plan to achieve them. Use what I call the SAM method. It's an acronym that stands for being specific, attainable, and measurable. Track your progress. Regularly assess your progress towards your goals and identify areas where you may be falling short. Analyze your performance. Take a critical look at your performance and consider what you could have done differently or better. Identify areas for improvement. Use your self-analysis to identify areas where you can improve your performance. To seek that feedback from others to identify areas of improvement, consider some of the following methods. Be open to constructive criticism. Listen to feedback with an open mind and be willing to take action on areas of improvement. There's this tendency of us, the minute someone is criticizing us, we're thinking of a counter-argument. I would stop that. Just let them speak what they have to say, hear it out, and see what you can learn from it instead of trying to be a countermeasure. Providing feedback to others. Offer feedback to your colleagues and team members to help them improve their performance and behavior. There are several self-assessment tools available that can help individuals gain insight into their personality, strengths, and their weaknesses, and areas of improvement. But remember, do this in a constructive way, not in a mean-spirited way. Here's some examples of self-assessment tools. We mentioned one, Myers-Briggs. This type of MBTI is a personality assessment tool that identifies an individual's personality type based on their preferences in four areas. Extroversion versus introversion, sensing versus intuition, thinking versus feeling, and judging versus perceiving. Strengths Finders is a tool that identifies an individual's top five strengths based on a series of questions. Then there's the emotional intelligence, they call it the EQ assessment or assessments that measures an individual's emotional intelligence, including their ability to identify, understand, and manage their emotions, as well as their ability to empathize with others. Then there is the DISC, D-I-S-C, assessment, 
is a tool that identifies on individual's behavior style based on four dimensions, dominance, influence, steadiness, and conscientiousness. There's the 360 degree feedback assessment, and it's a feedback tool that gathers feedback from multiple sources, including colleagues, supervisors, and subordinates to provide comprehensive view of an individual's performance and behavior. I don't always agree with this methodology because it can cause some uncomfortableness, retribution, and hurt feelings. I certainly wouldn't eliminate the idea either. It must be administered cautiously. There's the Clifton Strengths is a tool that identifies an individual's top five strengths based on a series of questions as well. These self-assessment tools can provide valuable insights into an individual's personality, their strengths or weaknesses, areas of improvement. However, it's important to remember that these assessments are not definitive and should be used in conjunction with others' feedback, self-reflection methods to gain a well-rounded understanding of oneself. These are just tools, they're not absolutes. To know if you are being intentional or if your business partners and co-workers are being intentional, look for some of the following signs. Clear vision and purpose. Intentional leaders have a clear vision for themselves and their organizations, and they can articulate that vision to others. Positive relationships. Intentional leaders build strong, positive relationships with others, fostering trust and respect among team members. Clear vision and purpose. Intentional leaders have a clear vision for themselves and their organizations, and they can articulate that vision to others. There must be a commitment to growth. Intentional leaders are committed to personal and organizational growth, and they encourage their team members to seek out a new opportunities for development. Self-reflection and self-awareness. Intentional leaders regularly assess their own performance and seek out feedback from others to identify areas for improvement. Some good books and podcasts I think that'll help you grow in this area is one called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Uh, Leaders Eat by Simon Sinek. How to Be a Leader Who Inspires and Motivates a Team. That's a great podcast by Tony Brooks. Here's another great podcast by Todd Henry. It's called The Accidental Creative Podcast. I'll close with this last quote from David Peck. I think he says it well when he writes about being realistic. Making a dream come true requires a leader to be realistic about expectations, resources, people, and circumstances. Situational awareness is the aviation term for it. For leaders, that means having clear standards and milestones with which to chart our course and reasonable expectations about progress. When we hit the inevitable setback, failure, or unexpected twist, realism asks that we accept, forgive, and change direction accordingly rather than hold on to a regret or to wish or hope that things would be different. Where might a good dose of realism help you implement a better measure or a course of correction? The answer to that can help you discover important clues to more rapid progress. David Peck wrote the book Beyond Effective Practices in Self-Aware Leadership. He is the president of Leadership Unleashed and an executive coaching management and consulting firm. You have a great day. Be intentional about what you're doing today.